Melbourne Magazine, January to March 2020. Your City of Melbourne Magazine. This audio magazine has been recorded by Vision Australia on behalf of the City of Melbourne in the interests of information accessibility. Your narrator is Jenny Seedsman. The recording lasts for approximately one and a half hours overall. Here's what's inside. Lord Mayor's message. Help us grow a greener Melbourne. Your say. Transport strategy promotes pedal power. Beacons boost city access. Smart tech seeks the shade. Heat health tips. New stats showcase city growth. Tobacco-free crusader named Melburnian of the Year. Melbourne Award winners. Events calendar. Calling local climate change champions. Paving the way to a circular economy. Global connections spark business success. Artists explore bright ideas at art play. New tools for a good night out. Half-Pipe Hero inspires local athletes. Five top playgrounds. Dive into ten splashy summer activities. Local legends fly or flop at Moomba. In brief, your council, council meetings, pride and purpose, contact, closing announcement. On the cover, Melburnian of the Year, Dr. Bronwyn King, A.O. Lord Mayor's Message from Sally Cap. As we farewell the festive season and welcome 2020, now is the perfect time to reflect on what connects us as a community and how we can create a brighter future for all Melburnians. As a caring city, our biggest priority is to help people who are experiencing homelessness and currently have little choice but to seek shelter on our streets. There are many people who want to help, so the City of Melbourne has decided to harness this goodwill and set in motion a project to build more accommodation across Inner Melbourne, with wraparound support services for people who are sleeping rough. Every safe and supported bed will help people find a pathway out of homelessness and into secure accommodation. Major partners and supporters to date include Lord Mayor's Charitable Foundation, one of Melbourne's independent community foundations, corporate giants Lendlease and PwC, philanthropic groups such as Housing All Australians and Homelessness Service Providers. We're also working closely with our neighbouring councils and state and federal governments. As this project progresses, we will keep you informed and welcome contributions from the community through Lord Mayor's Charitable Foundation. We know many Melburnians support us with this initiative, and together we can make a big difference. This is a major priority for the City of Melbourne. I will be working closely with Deputy Lord Mayor Aaron Wood, Councillor Beverly Pinder, our People City Portfolio Chair, fellow councillors and the City of Melbourne's management team to deliver this innovative project. Read on through this edition of Melbourne Magazine for news on climate adaptation new city data, cool activities for the summer months, and much more. Until next time, I encourage you to explore our city this summer 
and share your adventures with hashtag MelbMoment. Signed by Lord Mayor Sally Cap. The picture caption reads, Lord Mayor Sally Cap at a recent meeting of the Council of Capital City Lord Mayors, where homelessness was a key focus. Council highlights. Recent. Transport Strategy 2030 adopted. Affordable Housing Strategy endorsed for public consultation. City River Strategy adopted. Planning Scheme Amendment to ensure good design in the CBD adopted. Upcoming. Reconciliation Action Plan endorsed for public consultation. Queen Victoria Market Heritage Restoration underway. Southbank Promenade Designs endorsed for public consultation. To find out more about council business, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash about council. The City of Melbourne respectfully acknowledges the traditional owners of the land, the Bunwurrung and Woiwurrung, Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pays respect to their elders past and present. For the Kulin Nation, Melbourne has always been an important meeting place for events of social, educational, sporting and cultural significance. Today, we are proud to say that Melbourne is a significant gathering place for all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Help us grow a greener Melbourne. Transform where you live into a green oasis with grants of up to $5,000 from our Urban Forest Fund. Applications close the 31st of January. We created the fund to accelerate greening across our city through partnerships with like-minded people, supporting proposals including tree planting, biodiversity projects, vertical greening and urban agriculture. The science tells us that climate change will make our city drier and hotter, and the Urban Forest Fund is a great way to take positive action and help prepare for these effects. Trees, plants and green spaces are critical infrastructure to help to cool urban areas, provide habitat for our unique native animals, stop biodiversity loss, improve people's health and well-being, and create a beautiful, livable city. What's more, properties on tree-lined streets can be valued up to 30% higher than others. To date, the Urban Forest Fund has provided more than $1.2 million in grants to projects on private property. This will help create green spaces for the public to enjoy, equivalent to the size of more than 30 tennis courts. We're now offering a round of smaller habitat grants, worth up to $5,000, with dollar-for-dollar -dollar matching, perfectly suited to residential owners' corporations seeking to green and cool their space. For inspiration, here are four projects funded in Round 2 of the Urban Forest Fund. Many of these initiatives can be achieved on a smaller scale at your place with the help of a Habitat grant. 1. Haynes Street This community-led greening project at a North Melbourne apartment building will focus on creating green space where inner-city children can play. It will be delivered by the Owners' Corporation. Two. Printmakers Lane. This laneway greening project at the University of Melbourne will feature climbing and ground-level plants, passive irrigation and great design.
providing shade in a hot, busy student area. 3. Tribeca. This common property project in East Melbourne will trial an approach to greening dark and windy places. It will include new trees, biodiversity gardens, stormwater reuse, a green facade and more. 4. Victoria Point. This massive green open space on the Marvel Stadium concourse between Southern Cross Station and Harbour Esplanade will be delivered by the owner's corporation of a local apartment complex. Jeanette Corcoran, one of the leaders of the Victoria Point project, said residents are looking forward to transforming their expanse of concrete into a welcoming green oasis. Victoria Point residents love living in Docklands and we want to see our neighbourhood flourish in ways that nourish and enrich the experience of being here, Jeanette said. Greening projects have the potential to change the tone of our city, transforming areas that appear hard and uninviting to places where residents, workers and visitors feel they would like to come. We intend to really make the most of the support offered by City of Melbourne, Visit us online to read about more Urban Forest Fund projects and plan your application. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash urban forest fund. Where to start? Find out which plants will attract native birds and support biodiversity at your place by browsing our Urban Nature Planting Guide or get a garden assessment through our Gardens for Wildlife program. Visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash urban nature. The picture caption reads, The Melbourne Sky Farm in Docklands, funded in Round 1 of the Urban Forest Fund, will feature edible gardens, water conservation and a learning centre. Your Say Letter of the Month This is a word of thanks and appreciation for your parking permit team. I received friendly and speedy service throughout the process of booking permit parking. It was my first time booking permits, and even though your website is clear, your staff helped guide me through the process and helped me out when my delivery date slipped by a day. Thank you. Amanda Share your thoughts with us at Melbourne Mag at melbourne.vic.gov.au What fun family activities are on in the city? For the ultimate guide to awesome events, activities, kid-friendly restaurants, dessert spots, superhero shopping expeditions and more, search What's on Melbourne for the summer edition of our Family Guide to Melbourne or pick up a copy from one of our visitor hubs whatson.melbourne.vic.gov.au Tweets at City of Melbourne From Launch Housing We welcome this initiative by City of Melbourne to help increase affordable housing in Melbourne CBD. Quote, Melbourne is Australia's fastest-growing city, so this need is going to get significantly more critical. At Sally Cap. Hashtags Affordable Housing, Melb CBD. From Adam Cormack. The City of Melbourne gave 70,000 trees email addresses so people could report on their condition. 
Then people started writing love letters to the trees and asking them existential questions. From City of Melbourne. We're creating a memorial table outside Pellegrini's in honour of one of the icons of Melbourne's cafe culture. Sisto Malaspina used to sit, chat to people and watch the world go by out the front of his cafe. We hope Melburnians will take the time to do the same at his table. From Knowledge, Melbourne. Have you explored a City of Melbourne makerspace? If you're the kind who loves learning, crafting, making, digital designing, sewing, coding, music or video production, you should definitely pay these spaces a visit. Photo of the Month Although I've lived and worked in the city for more than six years, Melbourne is so full of contrasts that I never tire of photographing it. Tree-lined streets, beautiful architecture, bluestone laneways and prolific street art mean an ever-changing kaleidoscope of subjects to choose from. The distinct seasons we experience are one of the great things about taking interesting photos. Melbourne looks beautiful in all her moods. After the cool winter months, nothing compares to walking along the Yarra River and enjoying the summer sunshine and the changing colours of the sky as the sun goes down. My top tip for photography is to choose a subject that you find inspiring and try capturing it at different times of the day and in all weather. The light makes such a big difference, so take advantage of the long summer twilights we are blessed with in this wonderful city. Nanette White At Nanette White Producer's Note The print edition of Melbourne Magazine features a shot taken from the south bank side of the Yarra River, looking in a northeast direction over the river at the bridge and city skyline, with St Paul's Cathedral appearing to the left of the frame. The sky is pale blue with pink clouds, and the street lights are reflected in the river. End Producer's Note Share your Melbourne moments on Instagram with the hashtag MelbMoment. Connect with us, facebook.com forward slash City of Melbourne, twitter.com forward slash City of Melbourne, instagram.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Small business grants opening soon. Does your small business idea need a boost? Applications for funding will open in mid-February for small businesses and business events located in or committed to establishing themselves within the City of Melbourne. They will close mid-March. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash business funding. Free promotion for sustainable businesses and events. We're keen to spread the word about sustainable businesses and events through our social media and other online channels. Whether you sell locally made clothes, run a fair trade festival, or offer discounts for people with reusable coffee cups, we'd love to hear from you. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash marketing support Transport Strategy Promotes Pedal Power Dust off your trusty two-wheeler. Melbourne is set to become Australia's leading cycling city by 2030. Our newly endorsed Transport Strategy 2030 sets out our 10-year vision for transport in our rapidly growing city. 
The strategy focuses on creating space for pedestrians and cyclists and will provide an $870 million boost to Victoria over 10 years, according to an independent report by Deloitte Access Economics. As part of the transport strategy, we will deliver an additional 50 kilometres of new protected bike lanes and work with the Victorian government to create a further 40 kilometres of them on state-owned roads. Craig Richards, CEO of Bicycle Network, said bike riding contributes to robust physical and mental health, and he envisions a city where more people embrace this quick, efficient mode of transport as part of everyday life. The new strategy is boldly forward-looking, recognising that change is accelerating and that the city needs to get ahead of the wave and ensure that our renowned livability carries forward into the future, Craig said. The emphasis on getting people around efficiently with great public transport, bike facilities and an enticing walkable urban environment is just what Melbourne needs. Just about everyone had a bike in their youth and they had some of the happiest times of their life when using it. Independent travel, exploration of the world around them, meeting new people. It was exhilarating and no one worried about whether they were fit or fast. Melbourne can tap into those memories by rolling out attractive and stress-free infrastructure that encourages people to use active travel to connect with their work, activities and friends. They'll be happier for it. Beyond cycling, here is what we will deliver under the transport strategy over the next decade. 1. Repurpose the equivalent of more than six MCGs worth of public road space and parking spaces to create more space for pedestrians, cyclists, greening and trading. 2. Reduce through traffic in the busiest parts of the central city. 3. Convert little streets into pedestrian priority shared zones. 4. Work with the Victorian Government to deliver world-class, welcoming and safe public spaces around our central city stations. 5. Deliver 300 additional motorcycle parking bays on streets as alternatives to parking on footpaths. 6. Maintain access for essential car trips, especially for people with a disability, trade, service and emergency vehicles. 7. Work with the Victorian Government to deliver safer 40 km per hour speed limits throughout Inner Melbourne. Councillor Nicholas Francis Gilly, Chair of the Transport Portfolio, said the Transport Strategy 2030 is the result of a two-year process of engagement with the community, transport experts and Victorian Government. We have thought very carefully about the kind of Melbourne we want and need in order to boost prosperity and efficiency, but also to be a place for people to meet, dine outdoors, shop and have space to enjoy everything our city is famous for, Councillor Francis Gilly said. As a result, we have a robust plan that will deliver significant community benefits and realise our ambition for an even more beautiful, safe and welcoming world-class city. Have you heard of the Green Wave? Cycle along Albert Street during peak times at a comfortable speed of 20 to 25 kilometres per hour and you'll get every green light between Lansdowne and Hoddle Streets. It's a great feeling. The green wave will make your ride into the city 
53 seconds faster, without affecting travel times for motorists. We aim to create more green waves for bikes in our city, so keep an eye out. For more information, visit participate.melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash transport strategy. Beacons boost city access. People with low vision or blindness can receive audio messages about potential obstacles in the central city, thanks to new beacons along Burke and Swanston Streets. We commissioned Guide Dogs Victoria to develop this project, which builds on the capabilities of the popular Blind Square app to offer users more information about their surroundings. The technology uses GPS and Bluetooth technology in the user's phone to access messages from nearby beacons about intersections, public transport, construction work and bollards and more. It is designed to complement other mobility aids such as a cane or guide dog. Councillor Beverly Pinder, chair of the People City portfolio, said this is the first major rollout of beacon technology in our public realm. Melbourne is growing, and as our city changes, it's vital that we support people living with low vision, blindness or other disabilities to remain confident and independent getting around, Councillor Pinder said. We're embracing new ways of communicating with residents and visitors to ensure everyone has an equal opportunity to experience everything our wonderful city has to offer. New physical and virtual beacons have been placed at key locations, including major intersections, Melbourne Town Hall, City Library, Ross House and the Grave Street underpass. Councillor Philip Lee Liu, chair of the International Engagement Portfolio, said the beacons will offer messages in 25 different languages. This is a fantastic tool that will provide invaluable support to people with low vision, whether they are residents who speak a language other than English or among the almost three million international tourists who visit Melbourne each year, Councillor Lee Liu said. Ongoing user testing is helping us improve and analyse the system. As beacon technology improves, we hope to use it in more areas of the city. The picture caption reads, John Ross Baresi from Guide Dogs Victoria with Natale Kutri, who is testing the beacon technology. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash getting around. Smart Tech Seeks the Shade Move through the city in comfort thanks to microclimate sensors, urban greening and the new Cool Roots tool, now under development. These projects are just some of the ways we're working to build our city's resilience to climate change and protect people, businesses and infrastructure as heat events become more frequent. Our new microclimate sensors capture temperature, humidity, wind and air quality data to help us understand ways we can make public spaces more comfortable. We're also mapping the municipality for the Pilot Cool Roots tool, which will use data and emerging technology to help people plan safe and comfortable journeys through the city. Cool Roots will also allow us to share heat health information with users and demonstrate the benefits of urban greening. Heat Health Tips 
head to our website to find the locations of drinking fountains, water play areas, and cool places across town this summer. For a cool treat, browse the What's On Melbourne blog for our city's best gelato. During extreme heat, we offer people sleeping rough free pool passes and movie tickets as part of our heatwave response plan. Please look after each other in hot weather. If someone needs emergency assistance, call triple zero. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash summer sense. New stats showcase city growth. Discover a fascinating portrait of a changing Melbourne through brand new data. Over the past decade, the city of Melbourne has become an increasingly popular place to live, work and visit, and our economy has soared to more than $100 billion, growing by 5% in 2018. Furthermore, the latest Australian Nighttime Economy report shows our world-class entertainment and dining has pushed the value of the city's nighttime economy to more than $3.5 billion. Councillor Kevin Louie, chair of the Prosperous City Portfolio, said the growth of Melbourne's nighttime economy is a source of pride for the city. Our nighttime economy continues to move from strength to strength, and we've been working hard with businesses and the community to activate Melbourne at night, Councillor Louie said. The transformation of Melbourne from the early 1990s to 2019 is incredible and a testament to the entrepreneurial spirit of our large and small business communities. Here are five highlights from our newly released Census of Land Use and Employment, 2018. 1. Jobs increased by 25,700 since 2016, reaching 479,000 200 jobs across 16,800 businesses. 2. Residential dwellings increased by 34,670 since 2008 to 83,080 homes. This includes an additional 12,630 in the Central Business District, which is greater than the total number of dwellings in the City of Adelaide. 3. Cafes and restaurants increased by 44% since 2008 to 2,390 businesses with 195,000 seats. 4. Residential floor space grew to surpass office space by almost 2 million square metres. By contrast, office space was ahead by 140,000 square metres in 2008. 5. Business services, finance and insurance, and healthcare and social assistance were the top employment industries and accounted for more than half of the job growth in the past decade. Did you know, we collect census of land use and employment data over a two-year period through face-to-face -face interviews with every business across the municipality to capture key trends. This research has been conducted since the 1960s. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash clue. City of Wellbeing Tobacco-free crusader named Melburnian of the Year
when oncologist Dr Bronwyn King, AO, discovered that some of her superannuation was being invested in the tobacco industry through the default option of her fund, she set out to create change. As a doctor treating patients suffering from lung cancer and having watched people die from tobacco-related disease, Bronwyn could not accept this unwitting investment. In just a few years, she has worked tirelessly with her organisation, Tobacco Free Portfolios, to stop $1.5 trillion of Australians' money from being invested in the global production of cigarettes. We have recognised Bronwyn's dedicated achievements by naming her Melburnian of the Year, a title that honours inspirational role models who have made outstanding contributions to our city. Bronwyn's passion for all aspects of Melbourne life is palpable. Sparked by numerous childhood outings with her grandmother, an enthusiastic city explorer, the city is also the centre of Bronwyn's tobacco-free crusade. The work started right here in Melbourne. Now there are more than 45 Australian superannuation funds that have implemented tobacco-free investment policies, and those super funds control $1.5 trillion, Bronwyn said. This has made for a great case study that we share all across the world. Now our work has had an impact in 20 countries. Without any previous experience in finance, Bronwyn started from scratch, learning everything she could from supportive senior leaders in the sector who also helped her extend her network in Australia and beyond. Tobacco-Free Portfolios now has more than 120 signatories to its flagship initiative, the Tobacco-Free Finance Pledge, including some of the world's biggest banks and insurance agencies. Collectively, these organisations control more than $8 trillion US dollars. Even though there is a long way to go, all this has shown us what's possible. We know, with hard work and a lot of energy, we can definitely increase those numbers in the coming years, Bronwyn said. Even when it seems things are moving very slowly, or that there are a lot of challenges or barriers in front of me, I like to think that the work I am doing can add up to big change and make the world a little better. At the City of Melbourne, we are also committed to reducing the impact of tobacco products in our community, and recently announced a new outdoor, smoke-free area in Burke Street. The new smoke-free area between Elizabeth Street and Russell Place, which includes Burke Street Mall, is part of our commitment to protect people from passive smoking and to create a healthy environment for the mall's 60,000 daily visitors. The ban follows extensive consultation with more than 3,000 people and 160 businesses, where 83% of respondents supported Burke Street becoming smoke-free. What's more, the majority of smokers were not only open to the ban, two out of five told us the smoke-free area would encourage them to quit. We're also working with stakeholders, including Quit Victoria, to support anyone who wants to quit or cut back, and engaging with local universities to help students understand the changes and make healthy choices. Bronwyn said initiatives like the Burke Street smoke-free area can send a big message. Melbourne is acknowledged globally as a leading city when it comes to implementing innovative tobacco control strategies, and as a result, we now have one of the lowest smoking rates in the world, Bronwyn said.
I think that we need to remember that those smoking rates don't come down by accident. They come down because we have had bold leaders who have been willing to take that next step and deliberately try to change the culture to make tobacco-free the expected standard in the community. Looking to the future, Bronwyn's vision is for Melbourne to be the first major city in the world with a smoking rate below 5%. It is currently sitting at around 10%. While there is a long way to go, Bronwyn believes that change is possible and that we know how to achieve it. We need to put the resources towards new initiatives and advertising campaigns to make sure young people really know what tobacco can do to you, Bronwyn said. We need to encourage bold and innovative ideas from the whole community, including young people, including community groups, including schools and including government at all levels. Having two young children... I want them to grow up in a city where breathing fresh air all the time is normal and sets them up for a really healthy life. To find out more about Bronwyn's work and how you can help, visit tobaccofreeportfolios.org. Fast Facts Every year, about 4,000 Victorians die from smoking-related illnesses. Our economy also loses more than $2 billion through healthcare costs and low productivity. As well as Burke Street, there are 10 more smoke-free areas within the municipality, including laneways and running tracks. Smoking is also banned in outdoor dining areas when food is available for consumption under Victorian government legislation. The fine for smoking in a smoke-free area is $100. People found littering cigarette butts anywhere in the city face heavier fines, $330 for an unlit butt and $660 for a lit butt. Find out more at participate.melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash smoke free. The picture caption reads, Deputy Lord Mayor Aaron Wood with Dr Bronwyn King, A.O., her husband, Dr Mark Shaw, their two sons, and Lord Mayor Sally Cap. Melbourne Award Winners Meet the winners of the 2019 Melbourne Awards, extraordinary people who dedicate their time and energy to make Melbourne a world-leading city. Aboriginal Melbourne Biraranga Film Festival and Black Masterclasses Arts and Events Midsummer Festival Community Homey Environment Southbank Sustainability Group Health and Wellbeing Royal Children's Hospital National Child Health Poll Hospitality Arbury Afloat Urban Design Carlton Primary School and Early Years and Family Services Centre for more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Melbourne Awards. Events Calendar A few of our favourite things. The 10th to the 19th of January, Vida Latin Summer Festival. Kickback in a massive beer garden for two weekends of art, music and cuisine at Tom's Block in King's Domain. 
the 11th to the 25th of January. Scrapatorium exhibition. Peek into tiny realms or lead the way through a dreamlike fortress at art play for kids aged 3 to 12. The 11th to the 25th of January. Skateboard decart. Paint a skateboard using stencils, spray cans and sharpies at art play for kids aged 7 to 12. Bookings essential. The 11th to the 19th of January. NGV Kids Summer Festival. Channel your creativity with free activities, workshops, performances and interactive installations at the NGV. The 12th of January to the 7th of March. Hatha Yoga. Relax with our free yoga sessions on Saturdays at Bullock Park and Sundays at Boyd Park from 9am to 10am. The 14th of January. First Aid Workshop and Kids Activity Day. Learn first aid basics for free at Kensington Town Hall with kids encouraged to bring a teddy, followed by an afternoon of fun. 15th and 17th of January. Signal at M Pavilion. See artwork by young people at the Little Art Fair on the 15th and a freestyle dance battle on the 17th. Free. The 19th of January to the 9th of February. Midsummer Festival. Victoria's premier LGBTQIA plus arts and cultural festival will begin with a carnival at Alexandra Gardens. The 22nd of January to the 24th of January. Colourful kites. Make a kite and decorate it with tassels, string, streamers and more at art play for kids aged 7 to 12. The 24th of January. Signal Summer Showcase. Enjoy fashion, theatre, sound, film and illustration created by people aged 13 to 25 from 7pm. All welcome. The 24th of January to the 9th of February. Lunar New Year celebrations. Find vibrant events in Chinatown, Docklands and beyond, including the Fusion Festival at Queen Victoria Market on the 26th of January. The 26th of January. Australia Day. Watch the parade down Swanston Street to King's Domain and don't forget the fireworks in Docklands at 9pm. The 1st of February. Opera for the people. Hear opera stars perform for free at Sydney Meyer Music Bowl. Dame Edna Everidge will be a special guest. The 1st of February and the 3rd of March. So Grow Greys. Try out a composting and worm farming for beginners or preparing your winter veggie patch workshop at Kathleen Syme Library and Community Centre. The 1st to the 29th of February. Sustainable Living Festival. Learn how to live cleaner, smarter and healthier through a huge programme of art, film, forums and exhibits. The 15th to the 22nd of February. Northside Summer Festival. A big community block party will kick off a week of food and fun at various locations in North and West Melbourne. From February the 17th, Carlton Community Morning Tea. Meet your neighbours over a cuppa, scones and live ukulele music on the third Monday of the month at Kathleen Syme Library and Community Centre.
the 20th to the 29th of February. What is Chinese? Shanghai artists Shao Ke and Xi Han ask this question of Chinese people across the world to create this work. See it at Arts House. The 23rd of February. Japanese Summer Festival. Discover taiko drumming and Okinawan folk music at Federation Square and try to win tickets to Tokyo. The 26th to the 29th of February. Are you ready to take the law into your own hands? See a neon-drenched action-adventure musical at Arts House set to 40 years of Filipino pop. The 28th of February. Mythologies. Experience art by diverse Indonesian-Australian creatives at the launch of Young Creatives Lab artist Komang Rosie Kleins, EP at Signal. The 28th of February to the 1st of March. Obang. Experience a Korean grandmother's daily life through puppetry and immersive play for babies aged 6 to 18 months at Art Play. The 28th of February to the 1st of March. Salam Fest Sufi Festival. See Abida Parveen perform a rare concert outside of Pakistan amid this celebration of Muslim culture at various locations. The 29th of February to the 1st of March. Lonsdale Street Greek Festival. Enjoy a weekend of Greek-flavoured fun, including food, rides and activities, between Swanston and Exhibition Streets. The 4th to the 14th of March. Virgin Australia Melbourne Fashion Festival. Choose from a curated programme of runways, workshops and entertainment at the Royal Exhibition Building and Surrounds. The 7th to the 8th of March. Turkish Pazar Festival. Treat your taste buds to Turkish street food alongside a day of music, dance and culture at Queen Victoria Market. The 19th to the 22nd of March. Light Up Melbourne Festival. See larger-than-life lanterns, arts, crafts, amusements and food at Birrung Ma. The 19th to the 29th of March. Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. Take a gastronomic adventure at this year's new festival hub at Queen Victoria Market, which includes a Sichuan snack fair, spaghetti feast and more. The 6th to the 9th of March. Moomba. Release your inner adrenaline junkie on the carnival rides. See world-class water skiers. Catch the wacky Birdman rally. Have a go on the skate park and much more. Until the 11th of March, Summer Night Market. Enjoy street food, shopping and free entertainment. Then relax at the Gin Springs Bar or play volleyball. Excludes Christmas Day and New Year's Day. The 21st to the 29th of March. Cultural Diversity Week. Celebrate multiculturalism at events across the city, including a packed program at Queen Victoria Market. The 29th of March. Melbourne Book Market. Peruse a curated collection of more than 5,000 new and pre-loved titles, plus quality second-hand vinyl. The 29th of March. Kensington Community Festival. Head to JJ Holland Park for live music, delicious food, stalls and an expo of local sustainability projects. Until the 28th of June. Sunday Lounge. 
Meet your neighbours over live acoustic music on a Sunday each month at Kathleen Syme Library and Community Centre. Check dates online. Sport. The 20th of January to the 2nd of February. Australian Open. Catch the world's best tennis stars at Melbourne Park and enjoy live music, food and activities at Federation Square and Birrarungma. From January the 20th. The 9th of February. Ride Melbourne. Ride the circuit with the whole family just hours before the pros during the Jayco Herald Sun Tour. Then soak up the festival atmosphere at the Royal Botanic Gardens. The 12th to the 15th of March. Grand Prix. Rub shoulders with motorsport legends as drivers, teams and fans flock to Melbourne. Keep an eye on our website for information about free events. Plan ahead to arrive on time. Take a moment to consider how you will travel into the city in case construction works delay your journey. Visit bigbuild.vic.gov.au forward slash disruptions. Subscribe to our weekly What's On newsletter at whatson.melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash subscribe. City of Sustainability Calling Local Climate Change Champions Join us in taking bold and urgent action on climate change in 2020. From significantly reducing our greenhouse gas emissions to creating recycled roads, we are hard at work. And you can help. Our vision is for Melbourne to be a sustainable city powered by renewable energy, and we have invested more than $17 million towards this goal since 2015. Council operations are now powered by 100% renewable electricity, thanks to the Melbourne Renewable Energy Project Wind Farm, and we're helping city businesses and events follow suit. Our latest emissions data shows this work is having a significant impact, even after only six months of renewable electricity supply. We have also upgraded 11,816 streetlights and installed 556 kilowatts of solar panels, thanks to a Clean Energy Finance Corporation loan. Each year, this saves us $1 million and reduces our emissions by thousands of tonnes. Last financial year, Council's total greenhouse gas emissions decreased by 34% far exceeding our 4.5% per annum target and our commitment to the Paris Climate Change Agreement. Looking to the future, we will continue to work to reduce emissions in our supply chain and events and work with partners to drive the transition to a carbon-neutral city. We are investing in our urban forests, green buildings, waste innovation and pedestrian and cycling infrastructure with a focus on well-being as well as economic, social and environmental benefits. Our flagship events, Melbourne Fashion Week, Melbourne Music Week and Melbourne Knowledge Week, have been certified carbon neutral by Climate Active for two years running. Waste will continue to be a key focus as we chart a path through the recycling crisis towards long-term sustainable solutions and support eco-conscious businesses through initiatives like our Waste Innovation Fund. Despite our achievements, this is a work in progress, 
and we have a long way to go. Councillor Cathy Oak, Chair of the Environment Portfolio, said Council will continue to lead and call for ambitious and rapid climate change action among residents, businesses, investors and all levels of government. We declared a climate and biodiversity emergency alongside over 1,000 other jurisdictions worldwide, acknowledging the need to accelerate the urgent actions that need to happen, Councillor Oak said. The City of Melbourne is taking action, but we need support from the Victorian and Australian governments to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. We will advocate for Victorian and Australian government action to deliver 100% renewable energy to our city and to increase the ambition of Australia's climate policy. This includes advocating for Melbourne's public transport to be efficient and powered by 100% renewable energy. What is the Melbourne Renewable Energy Project? In an Australian first, a group of local governments, cultural institutions, universities and corporations combined their purchasing power to support the construction of an 80-megawatt, 39-turbine wind farm. Owned and operated by local clean energy company Pacific Hydro, the wind farm in Crowlands near Ararat is now supplying energy to power town halls, banks, universities and streetlights across Melbourne. Building on the success and insights of this project, we are working towards a second power purchase agreement for more city businesses. Find out more at melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash MREP. Five ways to take action on climate change. According to research by Sustainability Victoria, 80% of Victorians are willing to take action on climate change. It's a team effort, and everyone can make a difference. Here are five powerful New Year's resolutions you can make for 2020. 1. Purchase 100% green power for your home or business. Visit greenpower.gov.au 2. Switch your superannuation to a provider that has divested from fossil fuel. Learn more at marketforces.org.au 3. Commit to reducing meat in your diet and source your food locally. 4. Join the City Switch Green Office program to take action at work. Get started at cityswitch.net.au 5. Attend a sustainable living festival in February and learn more about your own impact. View the program at slf2020.org.au For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash climate action. The picture captions read, This wind farm powers 100% of council operations. Our flagship events, such as Melbourne Music Week, are certified carbon neutral. Paving the way to a circular economy. Next time you travel along Flinders Street between Exhibition and Spring Streets, take a moment to consider that the asphalt beneath your feet contains household waste. We're resurfacing five iconic city streets with 50% recycled plastic, an example of how we can work towards building a circular economy.
A circular economy is a system that eliminates waste through the continual reuse of resources. This can reduce pressure on the environment, stimulate innovation and boost economic growth. By contrast, the traditional linear economy has a take, make and dispose model, where value is created by producing and selling as many products as possible. Deputy Lord Mayor Aaron Wood said the City of Melbourne uses 10,000 tonnes of asphalt and collects 11,000 tonnes of residential recycling each year. Using a mix of plastic to resurface our streets is one way we can create demand for recycling and reduce landfill, Councillor Wood said. By using recycled plastic and other recycled materials on our roads, we're creating more sustainable infrastructure and showing there are local markets for recycled materials. This trial will help us understand whether it's possible to use plastic we collect from households in more of our major projects. Global Connections Spark Business Success Watch out for Melbourne businesses on the world stage after our mission to China and Japan this year. We deliver regular international business missions to build prosperity in Melbourne and ensure it remains a leading global city. The missions have helped Melbourne businesses achieve international commercial success. Dr Ross MacDonald, CEO of ASX-listed stem cell and regenerative medicine company Senata, has taken part in two business missions. Sonata uses game-changing technology to address many of the challenges of manufacturing mesenchymal stem cells, which have vast therapeutic potential at commercial scale from a single blood donation. After the first mission, Sonata announced that it had completed a $3.97 million license option agreement with Japanese company Fujifilm for an exclusive worldwide license to market and sell its lead product. After the second mission, Sumitomo Dainippon Pharma announced it proposed a $200 million acquisition of Sinata. However, the parties later withdrew from takeover discussions. Ross said taking part in the business missions helped him gain a better understanding of the biotech and pharmaceuticals market dynamics and operations, and the itineraries allowed enough time for meaningful engagement. The kudos that came with being part of an official City of Melbourne mission was extremely helpful to ensure high-level engagement among our audience, Ross said. Our vision is to see Sonata's technologies making a positive impact on human health worldwide through the development of innovative and effective medical treatments. The business mission, 2020, will run from the 22nd to the 31st of March and will visit several cities in China and Japan, with tailored business-matching activities and a concurrent civic mission led by Lord Mayor Sally Cap. The mission also coincides with the 40-year anniversary of our sister city relationship with Tianjin in China, which will be marked with a celebration at the conclusion of the mission. Councillor Kevin Louis, chair of the Prosperous City Portfolio, said learning from other countries helps Melbourne maintain its competitive edge and enhances its prosperity and innovation. Through this year's business mission, we are looking forward to showcasing local innovation in the livability, health, startups and innovation, retail and creative sectors, Councillor Louis said. I wish this year's participants 
all the best as they build global connections to expand their businesses. To inquire about the business mission, phone Francis Fu on 9658 9643 or email francese.fu at au. Are you a business owner? Would you like to grow your business or showcase it on the world stage? Visit us online to find out more about missions, grants and other ways we can help you elevate your business. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash melb mission. Artists explore bright ideas at art play. Bring your next artistic project to life with children through Art Play's New Ideas Lab. Expressions of interest open on Monday the 17th of February and kids will help us select the successful applicants. Daniele Podomani from Emetica, a creator of giant puppets and installations, realised his first project fully designed for children through last year's New Ideas Lab. Air Camp invites kids to design and create illuminated inflatable sculptures from recycled tents and hide inside them while audiences ask questions about their designs and the philosophies behind them. The experience lets children's imaginations run free as they experiment with engineering and art and touches on themes of sustainability and waste. Children were quite excited about the anonymity the tents provided and some took on a performing persona, Daniele said. Some changed their voices, and others started creating characters related to the themes they were discussing, introducing themselves to the audience by other names. Daniele said he enjoyed the whole process of the New Ideas Lab, especially enabling children to freely express their ideas about the world amid a playful environment. He strongly encourages other artists to apply. The dedication and focus the whole of Art Play's team put on the children's experience is inspiring and quite rare to find, Daniele said. I'm sure this is one of the best available opportunities and the best resourced environment to discover how to work with and for children. Don't be discouraged if you aren't sure how to implement your idea. The New Ideas Lab is about exploring ideas and art play will help you find the best possible way to produce your project. Watch Air Camp in action on Art Play's YouTube channel. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash artplay EOI. New tools for a good night out. Make your event or venue safe and inclusive for everyone using our new gender safety and audit tools. These checklists and guides help facility managers and event organisers address safety and security risks and consider the needs of all people, particularly women and girls. We have also funded a pilot of the Good Night Out programme at venues, including the Toff in Town and 170 Russell, to help them prevent and manage sexual harassment and assault. Taryn Walton, Live Music and Events Manager at 170 Russell, said that training empowered staff with the skills to respond to incidents of this kind. 
My vision is for live music venues and clubs in Melbourne to one day be free from sexual harassment and assault, and with programs like this in place, we're well on the way to making this happen, Taryn said. We hope people will feel more comfortable reporting incidents to staff, knowing we will deal with it in a compassionate and discreet manner. Over time, offenders will know that our venue does not tolerate this kind of behaviour and that we offer a safe place for patrons to come and enjoy. It is so important for venues to be proactive in this area. Gender equality and the prevention of violence against women and children is a priority of our council plan. Visit our website to find out more and access the new gender safety tools. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash gender equality. Halfpipe Hero inspires local athletes. Learn to skate, don your cricket whites or kick a goal in 2020 as we strive to make sport and recreation more accessible for all genders and all people. We are upgrading our sports pavilions to make them more inclusive, comfortable, safe and fit for purpose. This work includes an $800,000 investment in designs for the renewal of the Brens, Ryder and Western Oval Sporting Pavilions in Royal Park and gender-neutral bathrooms at the Prince's Park Southern Pavilion. All of our sporting clubs, including Kensington City Soccer Club, Yulden Parkville Cricket Club and Docklands Sports Club are also working hard to increase participation in sport, especially among women and girls. Local skateboarder Hayley Wilson was recently chosen for the Sport Australia Hall of Fame 2020 Scholarship and Mentoring Program and has her sights set on the Tokyo Olympics. She trains at Riverslide Skate Park on Boathouse Drive, where we offer regular skate clinics for young women. I go to Riverslide pretty much every day that I'm in Melbourne, Haley said. I love how close it is to the city, so it's easily accessible from most places and from public transport. I really like that it is an open park, so more people can skate at any one time. It is important to have clinics for girls and women because it is pretty frightening starting a sport that is very male-dominated. The clinics make them feel more comfortable. Get involved. Join our Go Girls Skate program at Riverslide Skate Park this January or drop by to enjoy the Skate Park Leagues competition on the 12th of January or the Skate Club Fun Day on the 25th of January. Find out more at skatepark.ymca.org.au did you know we have 375 community teams using our sporting facilities each week? This includes 90 teams made up of women and girls. Visit us online to explore local clubs and ways to stay active. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash active Melbourne. Five top playgrounds. Swoosh down slides, splash in fountains, and get back to nature as you explore our city's top playgrounds this summer. We have more than 30 to choose from, so there is plenty to keep kids busy. Play is an essential way for children to learn and grow, 
and we aim to provide plenty of opportunities for our city's youngest residents to run free, especially amid our increasingly high-density, screen-focused lives. In Kensington, we're creating a new, improved, sustainably designed play space in JJ Holland Park, based on community feedback. The existing play equipment will be donated to a community in Sri Lanka through Rotary. While this work is underway, here are five more local playground locations to discover. 1. Royal Park, Parkville. Explore the climbing forest and cool off under the fountains at this award-winning nature play area. 2. Bayswater Road Reserve, Kensington. Rubber pathways for wheelchairs make this playground accessible for all. 3. Lincoln Square, Carlton. Keep an eye out for the new multi-level treehouse-inspired playground being built in 2020. 4. Ron Barassi, Senior Park, Docklands. Take on the rocket ship slide and rope bridges at this brand new playground under the Balti Bridge. 5. Faulkner Park, South Yarra. Find a sandpit, musical steps and a sensory garden in the toddler playspace. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash playgrounds. The picture caption reads, The Royal Park Nature Play Area was named Australia's best public play space. Dive into ten splashy summer activities. Join a poolside pride party. Jump on giant inflatables and dig for icy dinosaurs this summer. We host lots of fun, water-based activities for the whole family at our pools and parks during the hottest months of the year. Here are ten of the best for 2020. 1. Inflatable Fridays, the 3rd to the 24th of January. Bring family and friends to slip and slide on our giant inflatable at North Melbourne Pool. This fun activity is included with your pool entry fee on Fridays from 10am to 12pm. 2. Summer Swim Intensive, the 6th to the 24th of January. Enroll your child in one of three fun five-day programs of swimming lessons, including survival and rescue skills, to make sure they are safe and confident around water at North Melbourne Pool. 3. Mini Maestros, the 6th to the 27th of January. Introduce your child to musical concepts like beat and rhythm in this four-week program at North Melbourne Recreation Centre before taking a dip in the pool. Join the fun on Mondays from 10.15am to 10.55am, ages 2 to 3, and 11am to 11.45am, ages 3 to 5. 4. Story time, the 9th to the 30th of January. Share the wonder of books with your children aged 3 to 5 by the North Melbourne Pool. Enjoy stories, songs, rhymes and activities. Then have a swim every Thursday from 10.30am to 11.15am. 5. Live entertainment, the 11th of January to the 15th of February. Stretch out on the hill to listen to live music at North Melbourne Pool on Saturdays from 1pm to 4pm. There'll also be barbecues, a giant inflatable and other fun activities.
6. Make a splash fun day. The 11th of January. Enjoy a jumping castle, face painting and inflatable toys at Kensington Community Recreation Centre from 1pm to 4pm. Free for swim school members or casual entry prices apply. 7. Summer Splash Water Play. The 6th of February and the 5th of March. Keep the little ones active and cool with fun water play sessions on the front deck at Kathleen Syme Library and Community Centre. Expect buckets and spades, sand, icy dinosaur digs and lots more from 10.30am to 12pm. 8. Queer Soiree, the 9th of February. Celebrate the end of Midsummer Festival at this drug and alcohol-free pool party for people aged 18 and over at Carlton Baths from 5pm to 8pm. There'll be live music, group fitness and poolside stalls run by queer and transgender support services, plus a basketball match between staff and the Bushrangers, Victoria's first LGBTQIA plus team. 9. Sunday at the Baths, until the 23rd of February. Keep cool during the hottest time of the year at the historic Carlton Baths. This event includes live music, giant inflatables and other fun activities every Sunday from 1pm. 10. Water Workout, Year Round. Join a low-impact fitness class in the pool at Melbourne City Baths. Then bliss out in the spa or sauna. Visit us online to view the full group fitness timetables for all our recreation centres. Please note that some of these activities may be weather-dependent. Contact the recreation centres directly for updates or look them up on social media. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash recreation centres. Melbourne Love Local legends fly or flop at Moomba. See splashes, spills and thrills as everyday Melburnians attempt to soar across the Yarra River using nifty flying machines or simply superhero bravado at Moomba's ever-popular Birdman Rally. Dating back to 1976, the Birdman Rally is a hilarious spectacle for a great cause. This year, 18 competitors will raise money for charities and compete for the grand prize. Competitors enter the event under two categories. Fly is for serious and technical flyers competing for distance rather than showmanship, while flop is all about fun and judged on the creativity of the flying costume and supporting team. Michael Paul has entered the Birdman Rally 17 times since his first leap in 1991. In 2020, he'll again raise funds for MS Australia in honour of his younger brother, who has been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. This year, Michael aims to beat his personal best of 27.5 metres in his aluminium-framed craft, which has an 8-metre wingspan. Despite being a private pilot and developing his craft over many years, Michael said nothing prepares you for Moomba. There are three parts to Birdman. Building a craft that holds together, the all-important takeoff, and once you're in the air, actually knowing how to fly, said Michael.
In all these years, I've only had perfect wind conditions on three occasions, but I'm addicted. The appeal lies in the age-old question, can man fly? It's a thrill to build something with your own hands and try to fly it. Birdman 2020 will be held on Sunday the 8th of March at Birurungma, featuring a fun and colourful entertainment programme on the banks of the Yarra. Check out the full Moomba programme when it is released in early February. Did you know Moomba is Australia's largest free community festival, proudly owned and delivered by the City of Melbourne. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Moomba. In brief, need to make a payment. We no longer accept cash payments at the customer service desk at Town Hall. Please speak to one of our customer relations representatives about alternative payment options or refer to the instructions on your invoice. Smart Water Solutions Look out for specially designed biofiltration systems or rain gardens on city footpaths. These unassuming garden beds use plants and soil to capture, filter and clean stormwater. Find out more online at urbanwater.melbourne.vic.gov.au Annual Report Out Now Discover how we're helping make Melbourne bold, inspirational and sustainable in our latest annual report, the second progress report on our 2017-21 Council Plan. Visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash annual report. Three Smart City Awards Thank you to the Smart Cities Council for honouring us with three awards late last year. The Leadership City Award for our combination of technology and deep community engagement, the Digital City Services Award for our Melbourne City DNA project, and the Social Impact Award for our Open Innovation Competition. Changes at Town Hall Halftix has moved to 208 Little Collins Street, making way for exciting new spaces being created at Town Hall in 2020. Our customer service area will be getting a revamp and it'll be even easier to get involved in events and discussions that affect our community. Watch this space. Summer Wellbeing Get a healthy start to 2020 at our recreation centres. Take your pick from boot camp, a six-week fitness challenge, swimming lessons, group classes, team sports and more. There's something for all ages and abilities. Visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash active Melbourne. Your Council The Right Honourable Lord Mayor, Sally Cap, Portfolio Chair, Major Projects and Major Events. Phone 9658 9658. Email lordmayor at melbourne.vic.gov.au Deputy Lord Mayor Aaron Wood Portfolio Chair, Finance and Governance Deputy Chair, Environment Phone 9658-9658 Email arron.wood at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Nicholas Francis Gilly, 
MBE, Portfolio Chair, Transport and Aboriginal City, phone 9658-9038, email nicoals.francesgilley at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Rohan Leppert, Portfolio Chair, Arts, Culture and Heritage, Deputy Chair, Transport and Planning, phone 9658-9051, email rohan.leppert at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Philip Lee Lu, Portfolio Chair, International Engagement, Deputy Chair, Arts, Culture and Heritage, Knowledge City. Phone 9658-9630. Email philip.leliu at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Kevin Louis, Portfolio Chair, Prosperous City. Phone 9658-9170. Email kevin.louey at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Cathy Oak, Portfolio Chair, Environment. Deputy Chair, Aboriginal City, Finance and Governance. Phone 9658-9086. Email cathy.oke at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Nicholas Rees, Portfolio Chair, Planning, Deputy Chair, Major Projects. Phone 9658-9704 Email nicholas.reece at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Susan Riley, Portfolio Chair, Small Business, Retail and Hospitality, Deputy Chair, Prosperous City, Major Events, phone 9658-9636, email susan.rilley at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Beverly Pinder, Portfolio Chair, People City, Deputy Chair, International Engagement, Small Business, Retail and Hospitality, phone 9658-9056, email beverley.pinder at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Jackie Watts, OAM. Portfolio Chair, Knowledge City. Deputy Chair, People City. Phone 9658-8580. Email jackie.waats at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Postal address for all councillors. City of Melbourne. GPO Box 1603. Melbourne, Victoria. 3001. Council Meetings. February. Future Melbourne Committee. Tuesday, the 4th of February, 5.30pm. Future Melbourne Committee. Tuesday, the 18th of February, 
5.30pm. Council, Tuesday the 25th of February, 5.30pm. March, Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday the 3rd of March, 5.30pm. Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday the 17th of March, 5.30pm. Council, Tuesday the 31st of March, 5.30pm. All committee meetings are held in Council Meeting Room, Level 2, Melbourne Town Hall, Swanston Street, Melbourne. All Council meetings are held in Council Chamber, Public Gallery, Level 3, Melbourne Town Hall, Swanston Street, Melbourne. On occasion, Council meetings are rescheduled, or special meetings of the committees and Council are called. For upcoming Council and Committee meeting dates and times, and to live-stream future Melbourne committee meetings, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au. Changes to the meeting schedule are published at melbourne.vic.gov.au and on the notice board at the front of the Melbourne Town Hall Administration Building. Pride and Purpose Melbourne Magazine celebrates our world-leading city the energy and aspirations that make the City of Melbourne unique. You may have noticed that we express these aspirations using words like City of Wellbeing and City of Culture. These six key strengths inspire us to work towards being an even more bold and sustainable city that supports everyone who lives, works, invests, learns and plays here. We invite you to share your stories about why you are proud of our city through social media, email or phone. Our contact details are below. City of Progress We are building a better city for now and the future. City of Sustainability We champion action on climate change and waste. City of Enterprise We support innovation and contribute to a thriving business culture. City of Wellbeing. We are creating a healthy and inclusive community for all. City of Culture. We celebrate diversity and creativity. City of Events. We host many world-class events and festivals. Contact City of Melbourne. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash contact us. Phone 03-9658-9658 National Relay Service Tally Typewriter, TTY users, phone 133677 Then ask for 03-9658-9658 Speak and Listen users, phone 1300 727 Then ask for 03-9658-9658 in person, Melbourne Town Hall, Administration Building, 120 Swanston Street, Melbourne. Business hours, Monday to Friday. Connect with us on facebook.com forward slash City of Melbourne or twitter.com forward slash City of Melbourne or instagram.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Postal address, City of Melbourne, GPO Box 1603, Melbourne, Victoria, 3000. Feedback. To provide feedback, contact the City of Melbourne or email melbournemag 
at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Online version. Read and subscribe to Melbourne Magazine online at magazine.melbourne.vic.gov.au. Audio version. To hear an audio version of Melbourne Magazine, visit the Melbourne Library Service on SoundCloud or contact Vision Australia on Print access at visionaustralia.org or 02 3524. Interpreter Services We cater for people of all backgrounds. Please call 03 9280 0726. Cantonese 03 0719 Italian 0392800721 Mandarin 0392800721 Somali 0392800722 Spanish 0392800723 Vietnamese zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two five All other languages including Arabic, Hindi and Korean zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two six Disclaimer Information and events in this publication are current at the time of printing. Subsequent changes may occur. City of Melbourne does not guarantee that this publication is without flaw or wholly appropriate for your purposes. It and its employees expressly disclaim any liability for any loss or damage, whether direct or consequential, suffered by any person as the result of or arising from reliance on any information contained in the publication. Copyright all applicable copyrights reserved for City of Melbourne, except for any uses permitted under the Copyright Act 1968. Commonwealth. No part of this publication may be reproduced in any manner or in any medium, whether electronic or otherwise, without the express permission of City of Melbourne. You have been listening to Melbourne Magazine, January to March 2020. Your City of Melbourne magazine. This production has been made possible by the City of Melbourne in the interests of information accessibility. This audio version has been produced by Vision Australia, website www.visionaustralia.org. Care has been taken in the recording of this publication, but Vision Australia does not accept responsibility for the results of specific action taken on the basis of this recording, nor for any error or omission. This recording is copyright. No unauthorised copying, broadcasting or public performance is permitted. Your narrator was Jenny Seedsman. This concludes the recording.